0: This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds. Well, without the computers. Talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP.
1: Yo, it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. Another off-season edition as we wind our way through October watching a World Series without the Phillies in it, sadly. We'll get into all that, the Manny Machado of it all, but first, of course, I'm James Seltzer. Let me welcome in my co-host, Future radio superstar. If what? you're not busy on Halloween, check out my guy doing his first show on WIP. The one and only Mr. Jack Fritz. fritz
2: Listen, uh, I'm gonna open the show. We're gonna talk a lot about JD Davis. We'll get into JD Davis later. I'm thinking <laughs> oh, oh, I'm yeah. thinking a whole two hours on how the Phillies should pur- pursue JD Davis. It's a winning show. I think so. I think it's what people want to tune into. And listen, uh I would be lying if I said I wasn't nervous, but I also want the city of Philadelphia and people surrounding it to understand that this is the next forty years of your life
1: <laughs> <laughs> like like
2: this is <laughs> he is
1: not lacking for confidence folks it's like
2: it's like listen, you're gonna be listening to the big dog over here for the next forty years of your life so you might as well start listening on Wednesday night you know a lot of you probably have kids out there and it's gonna be your first Halloween. Listen, frankly, no one cares about your kids. Listen into, <laughs> oh, oh, listen to WIP for uh, what w- some are saying, the most important radio show in the last season. Some t- are! Two years?
1: Three yeah, years? Yeah, I think so. Some are. Uh, here's the thing. You don't want to not be the one who doesn't remember that first Jack Fritz show 40 years down the line. Correct. When you're when telling your kids about it. winning Marconi Awards in a Right, that. and
2: when you're, when you're bouncing your grandkids.
1: I was there when Jack Fritz took the air for the first time. When
2: you're bouncing your grandkid on your knee, you can say, <laughs> oh, do you remember oh, the Jack Fritz's first show? He died today.
1: <laughs> Seriously, though. <laughs> Support our guy. Support Fritzie. And if
2: you have any Phillies things you want to talk about, please, because I do not want to talk about the Eagles for four hours. I would love to talk some Phillies. Well, so. that's the
1: beautiful thing about the IOPS podcast. That's what we do here. We talk about the most most important team in Philly, Yeah, no it. one cares about the Eagles that anyway. much. Yeah, screw the Eagles. <laughs> Thank you for the Super Bowl. All right, let's dive in, Fritzi. lot to talk about. We got some great questions coming up, but um, obviously, let's start with the World Series. We're going to get into Manny Machado in a second, but... Thoughts on the World Series just to start obviously only one game in but how how you feeling about little Dodgers Red Sox
2: I think I think if the Dodgers had any chance of winning the series they should have won that game last night um because you yeah, have Price tonight and I think the Red Sox I think the, the Dodgers have a good chance against Price listen first off I'm I, I hate David Price like I I've always I long hated have. I've this always is a hated long, David Price like a long
1: I long held jackface take <laughs> here
2: and so I bet on the Astros last series and I bet on them in the game that he shoved and of course, it was like this freaking guy. <laughs>
1: worst case scenario: for this you. freaking
2: guy, who's won one playoff game in his entire freaking career, and has an over ERA over six in the playoffs, like comes out for the first time in his entire career, finds a freaking changeup which he's never had, and the Astros, who I thought were a machine, get shut down by David Price. I did
1: too, for what it's worth. I, I thought, thought the they Astros. were a machine, I, like not you, unbeatable, but like kind of unbeatable. And
2: you know what was interesting is that like. Watching the watching the Astros, I was like, "Who am I really afraid of on this team besides Springer, Altuve, and Bregman?" Like, I was sh- I was shocked.
1: Yeah, that- it's like if Marwin Gonzalez playing well, you're like Mar- Tyler White, guys like that. It's not as scary as you and think it is.
2: When I was watching the Indian series, I was like, "Wow, they look like a juggernaut," but. Really, it's those three guys. And then, like, Marlon Gonzalez was, was biting on every single curveball. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, Yuli Guriel's a fine player. McCann just has no pop left. I don't even know why they play him anymore. Um, Bad and it was, just, man.
1: It, yeah, it was just a bunch of guys. <laughs> and, like,
2: I was surprised by how much the Red Sox just throttled that team.
1: Yeah, they were by far the better team. It wasn't even close. Uh, God, I don't want the Red Sox to win the World Series again, Jack. Yeah, but it's cool, though. No, what? No, no, no. But it's, oh, 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 It's cool. Oh, oh. It's what cool. It's cool having...
2: Uh, games at Fenway Park again. I agree. Like, big, big time games. Like, I love cold weather baseball. If there's one thing I can watch the rest of my life, it's cold weather baseball because like there's just something different about it. Like the ball doesn't travel as much. I like seeing guys have to battle of the elements, blowing their hands. Like it's just like that's playoff baseball. And like in Boston, in Fenway Park, like. I just felt like it was such a great moment for baseball. And it was Kershaw versus Sale. Oh, yeah. And it was great. I love World Series games at Fenway Park. Like I, I know everyone hates the Red Sox, whatever. I love the 0-4 Red Sox. Like, the Red Sox. That, me
1: too. I think we all love the 0-4 Red Sox. It's, just it's, a, just, it's
2: a shame this bullshit run yes. that Boston's been on. For it's less. ruined everything. It really has. Because
1: re- in 4 I mean, like, up until that point with, of course, in my lifetime, the Phillies never winning a World Series, obviously, until 2008... In 2004, that was one of my great baseball moments, just because yeah. I hated the Yankees. like I, My Yankees hate is so deep and so passionate that up until the Phillies, obviously the 93 Phillies were, were right there, but up until the Phillies won the World Series, two of my three or four greatest baseball moments was the 4 Red Sox coming back against the Yankees, and Luis Gonzalez hitting that little blooper up the middle to beat the Yankees in Game 7. I hate the fucking Yankees, but... Now I hate the Red Sox and it's a shame because I used to like him and I don't. But I'm with you, a playoff baseball fan family. It'd be nice to see a Game Seven that they lose there. I'm down with that. That's cool. The, the Dodgers, like, Which Kershaw is such a bummer, man. I just want that guy to go out and dominate in the World Series. He's game.
2: got he's got a four or five ERA in, in the postseason, which like, and I don't want to. I don't. I, I want to see. I want to see Clayton Kershaw succeed so bad. Uh, in it's the all I want.
1: I desperately want it.
2: But I think his. It kind of feels like. Oh! It,
1: Oh, there he is. Look at this guy walking in.
0: Fuck you guys. You just do the podcast now and don't even ask me because I'm never available. But, well, it's, f- it's, but it's fuck your you guys. Fault.
1: Come hang out with us. Why don't you, you should <laughs> shirk your afternoon show and ja- come ja- hang out with us.
0: Jack Fritz is by far the biggest star to come on the Philly radio scene. We were just and, talking about that. He said. I don't know how long. His
1: line to people, we, we were hyping up his show, his solo show coming up. And he said, get ready for the next 40 years of your life. That's yeah, what he said. Yeah, he said, it, "Get you got it. You got. You don't want to miss the show because then you 40, weren't there in the next forty years when Jack Fritz is everything."
0: 64. Well, I'll, I'll say this: that that I've already lost my fastball, and I'm just about to turn forty-two. There's a, no, <laughs> there's a noticeable difference with me from my thirties, and I think kids do that to you too. But you're gonna like that won't be you at all because you, nothing's going to change you. You're Jack, you're nothing could change. Jack never right. he he feels so comfortable when he's with his wife, the yep. most genuine in his yes, life yes. when he's with his wife. I'm scared to death when I'm with my in High
1: school after his baseball skills got refined in high school. That's what I heard. It it was. I
0: I would have bet my life that the the baseball was being referenced like that when he sprouted to being six (laughs) one. Oh
1: yeah, and and he went from just being bus friends to being real friends. That was a beautiful thing, you know. Yeah. Because they were just bus friends before, and she was really nice, and I, I liked her. (laughs) <laughs> Philly dot com by the way. No, you no dude, no, you, you
0: are Jack, congratulations. You are you're literally my hero. You are.
1: I'm I'm serious,
0: man. I'm so, I'm so proud of you. I am too and um and you deserve it. There's no there's no other way around it. They they could have brought somebody else in and said, Hey, let's give this guy the show but it, I think the audience that's used to hearing you and Joe will be much more willing to tune in or stay because you're there. So congratulations. And uh, I'll be listening in between giving out candy yeah, and buddy. taking the kids uh, out. So, so I have you, nothing to say about the Phillies either. Right?
1: Now. No, no, neither do we. We're talking about the World Series. <laughs> There's nothing. Did to you say. watch last night?
0: Did, did you watch last night? I didn't watch the end, but I was. Flipping back and forth with the Sixers, the the Red Sox. I, I've never seen a manager do everything right like Cora has been yeah, doing. Yeah, he's the, been white this hot, year. man, white hot. So they'll probably fall apart next year because there'll be a fight or something. But Cora is a stud and a star, and the Dodgers have no chance.
1: Oh wow, I like that. Sox and five. God, it's Sox so it's so, so annoying though. It's uh, I'm tired of the Sox.
2: I will say, like one of the one of the reads I had wrong with the Astros series was that um, I thought the Red Sox bullpen was going to fall apart. And I understand Matt Barnes has been good, and the guy who, like, Brazier, like he looks like mm-hmm. he looks like he just always is about to sneeze. Yep, <laughs> he, totally see that. Like he's just he's a real odd looking dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but Cora's ability to, um, bring in Porcello, bring in Evaldi was something I didn't see coming. Mm-hmm. Um, Porcello's it, been great. Porcello's been really, and Evaldi, I mean, like yeah. hundred and one. No, well, he's.
1: I mean, Ivaldi makes more sense there. I mean, Ivaldi, you could see you know if you didn't think Ivaldi was going to be a, a a starter you could i mean that guy was a lock to be a it just reliever. It, it feels it feels pure so stuff.
2: it feels good to be dead right about nathan evaldi you've been evaldi.
1: long long <laughs> on the nathan evaldi bandwagon you've long been on the nathan i know evaldi van wagon.
2: i know i was thinking about i was thinking about things i was right about and things i was wrong about and in, when it comes to pitching, I was then, wondering
1: if you would actually admit that there were things you were wrong about. <laughs> hold up, hold there, up, there got is. it. Yes, there is. Yes, yes. So
2: I was thinking, dead right about Nathan. I was trying to, I was trying to assess my pivetta because it was either going to be he's Nathan Navaldi or he's Ethan Martin.
1: Oh no, not Ethan Martin.
2: <laughs> I loved Ethan Martin, oh, no. man. I was a, he did nasty splitter, man. He should have been better than he was. It should have um, been better than he was. Um, also, on my refined baseball skills, I just want to say.
1: Yeah, for those who don't know, that was the Philly.com article yeah. about Jack and Jill. Yeah, check I mean, it out if you have time. It's certainly worth your read. It's a it's a good read, and it's maybe the sappiest read. It's a good read. So what do you want me to say, man? <laughs> we got a long story, and she
2: asked about every freaking question. Okay, <laughs> and great. also you're critiquing you're critiquing not only first grade Jack, which like what am I supposed to say like in first grade deep. I thought she was cute and I thought she was funny and I thought she was nice. What do you mean to say? Okay. And then you're critiquing middle school Jack, who was in a very weird transition in his life <laughs> where I had, I was good at baseball, not great at baseball. I was good. I had seven solos in the middle school choir. So, oh
1: yeah, you're a singer. Who knew so before we're recording, Jack asked me if I'd seen a star is born. He's like, well, first of all, I don't really like movies. Weird take. Second of all, he's like, I love singing. I'm like, what are you talking about? You love singing. You love singing.
2: Yeah. Well, here's the thing is that I, Convince myself, I am being dead serious. I could go on the voice and sing, uh, 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 what the freaking song is it? Oh, Drops of Jupiter. I could uh-huh. go on, I could go on the voice and sing Drops of Jupiter and 1000 percent get them to turn their chairs oh, around. really? Yeah, I've never been more confident Look in anything guy. in my life. I would get them to turn around. Give us a little drops no, of Jupiter. No, I'm not going to do that. But, <laughs> but, Refined Baseball skills, I went from 5'8 to 6'1, got in good shape, fastballs up to 81 miles an hour, and the rest is history. Jill was like, stud. Stud, yeah, and then I wasn't he a complete. Sing, you know, and I wasn't so a complete loser anymore. You can sing
1: I, I stopped.
2: I stopped being in the choir and started focusing on pitching, and that's where I. Uh, that's where I really turned into me.
1: So you could have been on the Voice. You could have been a star, but now you're just doing a radio show at six o'clock on right.
2: Halloween, and people are looking forward to the next forty years of their life.
1: Right. Maybe we'll get some drops of Jupiter at some point. <laughs> All right, Sox and baseball, um, World Series. We discussed. I'm with you. I, I would say Red Sox in six. I don't feel great about. it. I think. They probably win it back at home. But regardless, I hope the Dodgers win. I hope we're wrong.
2: Yeah, it's just like the, the Dodgers just... I've watched them this whole postseason. And there just seems like there's something off there. Mm-hmm. And it's... Like the staff's been okay. I,
1: what What do you think about and Ryu? Two years. Look, two years, twenty million. I'm a big Ryu fan. He's clearly super talented. Love that he's a lefty. Always they, hurt. Yeah, always hurt. Always hurt. I, I know. mean, it's like the first stretch of like two months he's put together. And in, look in what years. he's done. He has
2: like a one nine. He's been RA. amazing. I know. But it sucks.
1: It sucks. I can't. I mean, a year. I'd give him a year for sure. I would take a Of course, I'll take a shot on Ivaldi.
2: Would you give a three year deal to Ivaldi? Three years, fifty million to Ivaldi. No, twenty
1: eight. He's twenty eight.
2: All right, maybe for the 101
1: maybe I would consider it I like I think Evaldi has upside
2: it's crazy evaldi's gone from a guy that like was looking maybe at a one-year deal
1: and to now, someone who's gonna get paid he's gonna get three years yeah. right? and I think look uh, what's his name freaking can't throw a strike out in a Tyler Chatwood got four years, 50-whatever million. Uh, we're not going to bring up Tyler
2: Chatwood. Nope, That's we're a sensitive not. moment for both of us. <laughs> yeah,
1: we both were holding
2: <laughs> on that guy. That didn't work. And guess
1: who signed him? The Theo! The fraud Theo. Oh, God. All right, Manny Machado, we got to talk about this. Yes. This has all happened since the last time you and I talked on this show. First and foremost, let's start with the not my cup of tea. So, if, for those who haven't heard, Manny Machado comes out and basically... When asked about not hustling down to first base, says, "I'm not that guy. I'm not Johnny Hustle. It's not my cup of tea." Those remarks didn't go over well in Philadelphia, Jack.
2: <laughs> Listen, um, I could just, I could, I couldn't wait to hear what Angela was. Oh my! Say. It was like
1: right. It was almost like Manny was like Angela. I got you, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're yeah. Say this for you. Yeah. You can just have fun.
2: Give me that. Go, um, go crazy. So, as Jack
1: Buck would say, go crazy.
2: So, so when it happened and. Like it's not even the, the hustle thing. It is frustrating that he's not he's not gonna hustle in the playoffs. Like you just see
1: Of all times, right? I
2: know. It's like it's and- like
1: yeah, look, I get it. 160 games is a long season. That's why I'm always the, I get it when people don't hustle. Like I I would love if everyone Mike Trott and you're not and even Mike Trott I'm sure doesn't hustle every single play, but I would love if guys do that. It's not realistic. If you're down ten nothing and it's August thirtieth and you've played a hundred and twenty straight days or whatever it is, like I get it. It happens. But like you said, Jack, I mean, it's playoffs.
2: I know. And he was just so smug about He's it. Such a jerk about it. I know. I know. And it didn't it really didn't sit well with me. And then he spiked uh Jesus Aguilar oh, in the Oh God,
1: what a Bush League move that was. And you know, it just like I was
2: watching him, and I was like, Do I really so I really trust giving this guy 10 years, $300 million. And it made me, it made me think like, I don't think he's a winning player. I don't know if he can win with Manny Machado. Like it just doesn't.
1: I mean, he's batting cleanup in the world series. He is. And he's had a great playoffs from an offensive perspective. I understand. For what it's worth. And play pretty solid defense.
2: By I the hope. way, uh, the Dodgers have made him in, into a good defender, a great defender, using, yeah, using analytics. They, it, they, uh, he's been great. They were like, because the Orioles never told him where to play. Uh, of course not. They were just like, yeah, go out there and play shortstop. Just figure it out. The, 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 the Dodgers were like, no, we have this pitcher. He likes to pitch here, stand there. Yeah, and he's been shockingly way better defensively. It's like it's crazy. I do, I do hate though. I do hate the one handed like me too when his, his hands aren't together. When he I it's know. just it's it's a pet fundamentals. Game. Um. But then he grabbed his crotch in Milwaukee. Oh, yeah, he did. And I have really enjoyed the Manny Machado heel turn. It's
1: great. He's <laughs> such an asshole. And he doesn't care. He's like, come at me, Milwaukee.
2: I know. And he's doing the same thing in Boston now.
1: Good for him. I know. Uh, here's here's my take on it. Uh, I would still give him $300 million. I have said from the beginning we both have. I think you might have actually said Machado first while I was yelling for Harper. But we have both Changed for, my for a while been on the, the Harper over Machado take. And I feel incredibly strongly about that for all the reasons I said before and just as much now, but if Bryce Hartman wants to go play for someone else and you can't get him, I'd still pay Manny Machado. My biggest issue is not the the content of what he's saying. It's not that he's saying he's not going to hustle or whatever because whatever. I hate that. It's not my style, but he is an amazing hitter and amazing player. My issue is with the pure stupidity to actually say that out loud. I mean, how dumb can you be, man? Like, what is so that bothers me? I'm worried he might be an idiot. That's my big issue with Manny Machado. Again, I'd still pay him. I don't know if I feel great about it. I'm hoping you can get him cheaper. You know, maybe maybe it knocks a little bit of the price tag off. All it takes is one team, though. But so, would you still give him three hundred million dollars? Yeah, and I, I and For I, whatever it takes to get him can, theoretically in that range, whatever. What worries me is that.
2: There's been a couple of Heyman reports about how the Phillies, might, the Phillies might be the only team willing to go three hundred million dollars, and
1: that's not. I don't great. like that. Don't, don't be, don't be, you know, betting or fighting against yourself for it. You
2: r- know? R- right, and like I don't like the idea that they're the team that's going to go all out for Manny Machado, whereas all these other teams are kind of like, yeah, we'll take them. I don't know if we're going to kill ourselves for them. You yeah, know, I agree. I don't. That doesn't sit too well with me. However. He's Manny Machado. He's and Manny Machado. He's Manny Machado. He's
1: batting cleanup in the World Series. But
2: right well, now. the other thing is, like, I'm trying to think of like, the general Philadelphia. Fan, and like, I don't think he cares. The one thing, the one thing that bothers me is I don't think he cares about like, I know not caring what fans think. Doesn't really matter. But I don't think he cares about what city he goes to. Like, I agree. He only with you. cares about money. Which well, I, I think
1: don't, we're seeing that. I mean, look, I, to have to not care enough to say that out loud to a reporter to anybody. I mean, that is, it is. I I can't even explain it. It's so stupid. I know, and it's just so careless. And it's I hope his agent slapped him in the head after. That. I was like moron. What are you doing?
2: Like, and I don't I don't think much. I don't think Harper would ever do that. No, like, Harper, I think Harper would love to play in front of the fans here. I'm I agree.
1: I think Harper feeds off it. I think Harper cares about that type of thing. And look, Harper just plays harder. I mean, Harper Harper is a Johnny Hustle guy. It's just who he is. That dude wants to win desperately. At all costs, and yep. and that's what we love here. And look, there is no question Bryce Harper is the prize of this free agent class, and it has just been made more and more apparent with the playoffs.
2: Yeah, and uh, I was thinking today, and I, I was thinking like last week when this all went down, I would almost rather punt this offseason, get Harper. Well, not punt obviously. I'd rather just go all in on Harper, mm-hmm. not try to get both, and and then sign like
1: Arenado next year. I would. I would. Love that. I mean, you know, Nolan Arenado is my guy. and I've been upset. Arenado is a team guy. Arenado sucked it up in Colorado for years on bad teams, and he said, hey, I want to win. They finally made a little bit of a commitment, try and put a bolt spin together for him. They go to the playoffs this year. Nolan Arenado is the best defensive third baseman in baseball. He's one of the best hitters in baseball. The home road splits are not nearly as worrisome as some people make them out to be. The power is real either place. I love Nolan
2: Arenado. I think I would rather go all out on Harper, try whatever it can to get him, not worry about going after Machado, and then going after Arenado next year or even Rendon next year.
1: I, I'm I support that plan. I Derek think
2: both Gretz. are like Arenado. To me, is a guy that like lives and dies with baseball. I agree, and, and wants to win no matter you can see what. It in the way he plays, yep. it's,
1: so is Bryce Harper.
2: And the, and all I just want I want a team full of guys. Like I don't want to sound too old school or whatever, but like I want guys. Who who want to win the world? Like, when, when, like totally. I just don't. When I watch Manny Machado, I don't think he cares about winning. I think yep. he cares about getting paid,
1: numbers paid, whatever. And and Ray Didinger actually on the midday show last week was talking about the Art Machado thing, and he said that he had spoken to a, can't remember if it was an agent or he a, said a scout. Scout. That's what it was. And he said that he had real questions about after he got paid if if he would care with Manny Machado. And he's like Bryce Harbour will care. Bryce Harper wants to win no matter what. Yep. And ultimately, just to on an even more it's not like you said it doesn't matter ultimately how they interact with the fans you want it to be good but you also just want to win it would be nice if we could get a guy who's a Philly guy and Bryce Harper's a Philly guy yeah, he's well, the type of though, guy who we will love here. even though people think he's not a Philly guy I don't guy. get that at all it's, like, it's th- th- just because th- he's a national that's it and they're like well, I hate that." and
2: dude. because he's on Sports Illustrated 16 and all hey, that stuff
1: yeah guess why because he's fucking awesome I know that's why he was on Sports Illustrated 16 because he was the LeBron of baseball and it actually happened Sort Other of. than Mike Trout, well, yeah. he's not. He's as good as. But you know what I mean, right? You know what I mean. Um, um, and who knows? He's twenty six. He's twenty six years old, and he's a free agent. This is unheard of type stuff. So I know. I, I'm with you. If I'm the Phillies, my my number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, number six, whatever you want to say, priority this offseason is signed price.
2: Yeah, and I, I just I just want guys that I know are there to win, and I just I don't fully trust that Manny Machado is here to win a World Series, and I think. If I'm identifying free agents, guys I'm prioritizing, I'm prioritizing Harper and I'm prioritizing Nolan Arenado next year because I think those are guys that are here to win big. And I just don't trust that Manny Machado is that guy.
1: That is the new official platform of the High Ups Podcast. All right, Fritzy, you asked for some questions. We got some questions. You got anything else in the World Series or on uh, any takes you want to get out there real quick? About the World Series? Or just baseball takes before we get to the uh, questions?
2: I don't think Dave Roberts is a good manager.
1: I don't know what to think of Dave Roberts. And look, it's one of those things where the Dodgers are so, um, you know, everything they do from the top down is in unison. You know what I mean? Dave Roberts is doing what Andrew Friedman wants him to do, what the front office wants him to do. They're all working together. So it's hard to tell what is Dave Roberts' decisions and what are organizational decisions. Yep. But I agree with you. He doesn't seem... Great in the moment.
2: Yeah, and like last night's decision to pull Baez and I'm and go you. to Alex Wood. Um, and it was a smart move by, it was a risky move, really, mm-hmm. by by Alex Cord to take out um, Raphael Devers, who has been a machine in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And Really, you know, he's killing his fancy value next year because he's going to go way higher. And I wanted, I to, I wanted to target I him later. It's a bummer. I know. because twenty guys he's, do that. He's like your classic your classic down year after a breakout of year. Of he is. Comes it's Xander and,
1: Bogarts after that first year, and then you, everyone drafts him in the second, third round, and then he stinks.
2: Yep. All right. Uh, first one from P. Gunther. Uh, he stick, gone. <laughs> stick with me. Uh, if you could have signed either one at age 25 for 7 to 10 years, would you have picked Ken Griffey Jr. or Adrian Beltre?
1: Ooh, it's a really fun question. Yeah, I because mean, most people
2: would say Ken Griffey Jr.
1: Immediately, but you also have to think about the fact that Griffey did get hurt. And Adrian Beltray has been a long, you know, you you would have that guy for the next, what do you say, age 25? So you have Adrian Beltre for the next 15 years Contributing every single year, putting up numbers for you, playing a premium defensive position. I'll still say Ken Griffey Jr. because those years before he got hurt were so special. When did he
2: start getting hurt?
1: Like mid thirties, early to mid thirties. Okay, know?
2: so it's seven to ten years. So you get
1: seven to ten years. So, so you, you would, get you ten- would miss the end of it. I forgot seven to ten years part of that. So, so you so- get
2: ten. You get ten great years of Beltre. Yeah. You get. Five elite years from Griffey and then exactly. five-ish. And then hit
1: or miss years. I think, and I think the eliteness of those years makes me go Griffey, but it's a, it's a really fun hypothetical.
2: And then he says, uh, I'll, I'll take Beltre just because I like longevity. Yeah. Um, now pretend you're the Phillies, You're a Phillies fan, which I mean we are Phillies fans. That's why we're here.
1: Yeah, we don't have to pretend for that one. <laughs> um,
2: uh, apply the hustle factor. Is this stay away from a crowd that serious? Thanks.
1: So is he trying to say that
2: he's asking Griffey... He... No, no, he's just asking. This is a second two-part okay, question. Okay, because
1: I was like, Griffey hustled. I don't think no, there was a no, no, every...
2: no, no, no. no, it's a two-part question. The second part of the question is, now pretend you're a Phillies fan, imply the hustle factor. Is this stay away from Machado crowd that serious? Which we basically just talked We
1: about. just talked about, yeah. yeah. No, we both would still sign Manny Machado, though. We feel a little worse about it than we did.
2: If before. we had to rank them, right? If we had to rank free agents in the next two draft classes, or next two free agent classes. You like
1: Har- ranked them. It's Harper, Arenado, Machado for me. Harper, Arenado, Rendon, Machado. I think. Well, look, this is we're getting into a Rendon costs 120 million and Machado costs 300 million or whatever type oh, of I'd thing. I would take Rendon. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying if we're talking, yep. I'm talking pure player. I will take Machado in terms of what it would cost. I think Rendon will probably be a better deal.
2: Uh, from Joe Cornick, if you had to bet $100 on one player being the opening day starter at one position next year, besides Nola at pitching and Hoskins, wherever. Um, Alfaro, a catcher. Cesar at second base. Kinger at shortstop. He's going Oduble in center field. Wow. Which he says is crazy, really, since he uh, since he didn't even start an opening day this
1: yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, I think the correct answer is is Jorge catcher, right? I think that's the most likely. We've talked a lot about how it's really hard to look at this team and say, Oh, they're going to be there at that position. I still think that Carlos Santana will be at first base next year. He might not. Um, You know, obviously Hoskins. We don't know left field, first base. You know that Reese Hoskins will be in the starting lineup. I am pretty sure that Carlos Santana will be in the starting lineup. I think if I had to bet on a player in a position though, and look, because we don't know with Cesar, I would. You know, as of right now, you'd guess he's probably back, but he might not be. I could see them wanting to put Kingery at short. You could see Kingery, I mean at second. You could see Kingery at short. There's a lot all over the place, especially if we're talking about adding an outfielder potentially if they do sign Harper. So I'll say Alfaro at catcher.
2: I'll say uh, I'll say Santana at third base.
1: Ooh, I love it. Bang. Love it. Bang.
2: Uh, from JT. Uh which of the final two organizations would you want the Phillies to uh to, to model after? I know they're both analytically driven, um but they're slightly different in their approaches and philosophies. Dodgers use matchups, Boston uses set roles.
1: It's a really great question. And I think um look, I think it's all talent dependent. It's a really hard thing to to say and I mean both have built their organization with a lot of I mean you look at that. I mean other than JD Martinez, you look at like you said, Devers, Betts, Bogart. I mean, they have developed yep. some talent, man. Like some high-end Ben Like These are all guys who came up through their system. Yep. Uh, the Dodgers, it, you look at guys like... Chris Taylor, Max Muncie, they have an ability to find these gems out of nowhere who no one sees coming. So it's a really different kind of way of building things, but well, and both it's, have and developed it's, guys. And it's two
2: completely different offensive approaches. Yeah, big time. Whereas the the Dodgers are patient and, and will work, grind out pitchers and all that fun stuff, whereas the Red Sox are, we're going to attack.
1: Yeah, we'll, look, in a, in a basic sense, I'd rather be the Red Sox and the Dodgers. I think that I'd rather have talented guys who I'm going to put in my lineup and play every day. Because I know those guys are awesome, and I want them playing every day.
2: Yeah, and for as much as I I do believe in that, you know, you're a baseball player, you can go out and play different positions, and and it won't affect you at the plate. There is something to knowing where you're going to be all day, mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, like I prefer, I prefer the Red Sox style of see your pitch, hit your pitch. Yep, because I, I agree with you. And I and this is going to be this is my main take for, Whoa, the, for the day. There, oh
1: oh oh oh. Main take of the day here. Yes, this I, is a big deal. And folks. what's makes
2: me mad is that I've been squatting on this for like a week and I haven't been able to talk about it because I haven't done a podcast in a while. Um, is that I'm worried that the Phillies are are they got into the the uh their offensive approach too late. Like I think I think offense in baseball is changing right in front of our eyes, and I think you're seeing with teams like the Indians, the Astros, the Rays, the Red Sox, where. They used to be this patient, grind you out, um, and then try to get to the bullpen kind of, kind of offense. And this year, they all flipped. And they turned into aggressive, and we're going to hunt pitches and attack and, and drive the ball in the gaps and stuff. And I know the Phillies, the Phillies are much like the Dodgers. Like the, the, basically, the Phillies are the tri- AAA Dodgers. They have guys playing all over the field. They will wait you out, and they're all about launch. And they're trying to launch everything, and I understand how great launch angle is and how it's led to breakouts to guys like Justin Turner and, and Max
1: Muncie. We just mentioned. Max Muncie, sure.
2: Cody Bellinger, uh, Jock Peterson, Bonnie Grandal. Like, these guys are all launch guys, but I think pitching has advanced so much to a point to where they know how to get out launch angle guys, and it's fastballs up in the zone, and it's and it's sliders down and in like and, or sliders all over the place. Like I just think that pitching has gotten so advanced to a point to where that offensive approach is going to be played out, I think, in a few years. And like watching the watching the Dodgers all all off, all, all postseason, and watching the Yankees as well, because the Yankees are the same kind of thing. I was, it felt like I was watching the Phillies all yep. over again, where it was like a freak, better hitters, like a freaking pop up. It's like it's just it. um like the, the two strike approach. Like I understand strikeouts don't matter as much, but the but the Red Sox and Astros are trying to put the ball in play with two strikes. They're trying to like like I think almost that the Phillies might have been too late going to this offensive approach, and I'm worried that it's gonna be played out by the time that they get these star players in
1: here. I think it's a really fascinating take. I think a few things about it. One, I think part of the wisdom that led to this kind of movement in baseball from an offensive perspective was the idea that you want to get into bullpens and, and tear apart through bullpens. We're also starting to see, I mean, look, as, as more pitchers come up and, and bullpens become more specialized, bullpen pitchers are really good now. Yep. I mean, it's tough. You don't always want to get to a bullpen. You can match up guys against particular guys who are are perfect for their strengths and vice versa. So I think that's an interesting angle on this. Yeah, I think more so I am a, a big believer in the idea of – not doing something so much to like what's the spite your thumb phrase that phrase about this in the sense that, like, you can't be so committed to an offensive approach that might not work for all your players. We talked about it a ton with Scott Kingery this year. Yep, there are certain guys who, to be successful, they need to go up and swing the bat, they need to go up and do what they do. If they see a pitch they want to hit, they need to be able to go after that that hit. I think it is way more important to. Tailor your approach around your talent. Tailor your approach around particular guys. Not everyone on the team has to approach things this way, just because that's the way we do it.
2: Yeah, and I think when I when I've watched the Dodgers and hopefully the Phillies get to a point where their offense is on paper as good as, as good as the Dodgers or even the Yankees, I've been frustrated watching them because it's hard for that type of offensive approach to like break out of a slump. Like it's absolutely, it, we because, saw it all year because it's it's all about it's all about home, need runs. home runs. And if you don't have home runs, like there's just nothing. There's there. no
1: stringing together an inning, you know, like a, a single here, a walk there, another single, another double, like that. We don't see that
2: with this Phillies team, and I think that's hard. I I just I feel like that that part of the game that this, this that was
1: what Boston, did other than the New Year's home run, that was what Boston did last night. That's what they did that first inning: double, single, boom, run, quick, like just getting like nibbling at Kershaw, single, run, you know what I mean? Like, that type of stuff, we don't see that nearly enough.
2: I know, and I, I, I just – my main worry is that the, the, they're behind, and they, they got this offensive approach as it's being phased out of baseball, and they they just fired all these hitting coaches. Yeah. They fired all these guys, and they seem like they're really committing to it. Organizationally committing. Which I'm worried about.
1: I think that is a fair take. It's something to monitor, and more importantly, look, we need them to be able to adjust if it's not working. I think that's the big key Is is – not committing so full force that if it's not working, we're still going to do it just because that's what we do. Yep. That's where teams fail.
2: And obviously, if they get better players, it doesn't really
1: matter. Of course. <laughs> I think we can all agree on that one.
2: But I will say, like watching their guys in the postseason seems like they struggle more. Uh, and I'm watching the Yankees and Dodgers. It's like they struggle a lot mm-hmm. when, when things get tough. Okay. Um, from Adam Arnold, um, what changes do you expect from Capler this year in terms of defensive shifts? Uh, what prospects could come up this year? Will they help the defense?
1: Look, I don't. I mean, defensive shifts. That's an unanswerable question. I, I would assume, knowing how detail-oriented and numbers-oriented this team is, that they are going to sift through a ton of data from this season. They're going to look at their pitchers. They're going to look at Nola. They're going to look at Arietta. They're going to look at Pavetta. The guys they expect to be a part of that rotation next year. And they're going to say, all right, what were the tendencies? What happened? What happened versus this type of it? Or what happened versus that type of it? Or there's going to be a lot of data analysis here. And I think they're going to base their shifts off that, right? I mean, that's what we've seen from this organization. They're going to look at the numbers. What does the number tell them to do? That's what they're going to do. Yeah, and their
2: shifts, uh, I know that they were bad for the first like three months of the season. Um, and I think they must have changed their their uh, algorithm because they were they were league average the rest of the year. Much better, yeah. And it was weird because uh, there's a quote earlier in the season where – like they were basing their defensive shifts off of the last their the a batter's last like 30 at bats or something
1: that's insane which is which is like
2: a really small sample why size why would they do that yeah it didn't make any sense
1: i don't even i'm not sure i believe that and that's so silly like you're data analysts like you're going to look at 30 a 30 bat sample size i yeah, mean that was- is like
2: it was really small. atrocious. So, like, uh, that's not they're going to stop shifting. Like, right. Kepler would never do that. No
1: one in baseball is right. So, unless, unless Rob Manfred says, "Hey, you can't shift anymore," right. that's the only way there's topic.
2: What do you think about? What do you think about limiting pitching changes?
1: I, I love it. I've said this for a long time. I, I, I absolutely have no problem with limiting pitching changes. I think it's important for the game the way we're headed.
2: I like it. I I used to hate it, but I like it. And
1: and you're a big National League D8 strategy guy. Like, how much strategy is it if you say, hey, you got six pitchers? That's where you can use this game. However you want to use them, use them, but you got six pitchers. I know. I mean, that's fascinating, right? Like, what? And of course, you, you, extra innings, you account for that. You say you can add a pitcher, two pitchers, whatever it is, or unlimited in extra innings, whatever you want to do. But I think that would add so much interest to the game, to the strategy, and it would really help the game from a, enjoyable to watch perspective
2: yep and another thing i i'm starting to come around on I? I, I used to hate the idea of a pitch clock because like it just pitchers is just very mental yeah. and, and all that stuff
1: yeah
2: um but when i watch minor league baseball they have no problem just just taking the ball and going and it really like last night so last night was like a three hour 40 some minute game i think uh jeff passen said that if they instituted a 20 second pitch clock it would have shed 20 minutes off of game
1: time. that's massive i mean that's a big deal it I, is a big deal. I, I, Look, I've always been pro pitch clock, too, because I'm not a pitcher well, like Well, 20 here.
2: seconds is fine.
1: Yeah. Look, you I, just can't...
2: You have to be on the same page with the catcher. Right. Because you have no time.
1: Yeah. I, but again, I'm fine with any of that type of stuff that doesn't change the integrity of what the sport is, I'm all for. Yeah. And I, I
2: just think that, you know the, the, the pitching changes thing makes sense to me. And you don't need... Like it doesn't have to become so specialized that it just slows everything down.
1: You shouldn't have three pitchers pitching an inning. You shouldn't have like that type of stuff. I it'll, mean, it'll change.
2: I, I'm confident that baseball is going to change.
1: Rob Manford wants it to change. He'll find a way.
2: Uh, any prospects coming up next year? I mean, it's going to be mostly pitching guys. I mean, uh, like f- like hitting-wise, off the top of my head, I mean, like
1: you, Haisley. Haisley is really the only name that comes to mind. only exciting one. Or at least, yeah, anyone who's going to really help. I mean, there's no one super oh, exciting right holes? now. I, like I, hope yeah. they, I hope they
2: protect him on the 40-man. Although I did read a story about my, my boy, Joey Manessis. They're probably not going to protect him on oh, the 40-man. No. I know. So whoever goes through next he's is he's getting... the
1: most important person on the <laughs> freaking team. Some would say. <laughs> <laughs> Some.
2: Some would say. Um, from BC at Trip to the Mound. Does watching the Dodgers in the playoffs remind you of the 2018 Phillies, or is it just me? Adherence to the data over... Over gut at times, pulling bias in favor of Wood, musical chairs, defensive positioning, results in worse overall run prevention. That said, it got them this far.
1: Yeah, we talked about that. I mean, they're very similar. Look, Kapler came from the Dodgers. Uh, They're very similar in the way they go about their business. The Dodgers just have better players. (laughs) It's a big takeaway there. (laughs) All right, from from Casey
2: Young. Which free agent should the Phillies uh, target under 15 million AAV?
1: It's a great question. There aren't a ton of the guys in that range who get you excited. We mentioned, uh, um, who do we mention before? Um, we mentioned a pitcher before who could be in that general range. Garrett? Garrett, yeah. Charlie Morton. I'm sorry. Yeah. Charlie Morton's an interesting name in yep. that range for me. I, I Look, they loved him before. They brought him in. Didn't work out. He's shown that he can pitch. Some injury issues. I like Charlie Morton a little bit. Ivaldi was the name you mentioned. Mm. He's going to be in that range um, I got a name for you. Ooh, fired at me.
2: What do you think about Jed Lowry?
1: Sure. Jed Lowry can play multiple positions. Multiple positions. Coming off his best year of his career at 33 or 34, 35. whatever. 35. So you don't love that. But I think he's a fine utility type. Look, if you, if you want a Jed Lowry to be your Estrebo Cabrera this year or something like that, yeah, I'm totally okay And if with you that.
2: move on from Franco, you can play from some third base and you don't get Machado. Obviously the injury
1: issues and all that, but that's, that's something. Um, I think that's an interesting name. Uh, if you lose out on Harper... You know, look, AJ Pollock is out there. I think he probably gets no. a little more than that, but the injuries. No,
2: no, no, no. But I think no he gets interest in, in AJ Pollock. more
1: than that. AJ Pollock's such a good player when he's healthy. Yeah, man.
2: that's then you lose him for two months. It's great. I know,
1: I know. Marwin, we mentioned. He yeah, but like Marwin, I'm not, I'm not a big Marwin fan personally. He's a but, bad
2: but, offensive season. He can, yeah. I know he can play everywhere, and and Jose Altuve has said he's a better second baseman than him. Um, but I think, I think, I think this playoffs he got exposed and he can't hang off a curveball.
1: Um, I mean, look, uh, in that general range, Charlie uh, J-Hap J probably has a year or two left. He's going to be in that range. You get him for a one-two-year deal. I don't,
2: what do you think? I don't hate it. Um. So I know a lot of people in this town are like, well, I would love to bring back Wilson Ramos. I don't want to bring back Wilson Ramos because I want to go after Yasmani Grandal.
1: Ooh, and, I don't know if Dodgers fans and, will let. Oh, wait, no, they're totally fine with that. Never mind.
2: I don't care. I, like, li- no, listen, I'm with you. I'm, I'm joking. I don't obviously. care that he's had a terrible defensive offseason, or postseason. I think he's a good defensive catcher. He's a great defensive catcher. And he catcher. fits exactly what their profile is. Yeah, he's switch younger. Switch hitter, all yeah, that stuff. And I don't think, again, I mean, the Dodgers played Austin Barnes and him together a lot. It could be the same thing here with Alfaro. Um, I like Randall. I would rather have Grandal than Wilson Ramos, who I think should just go to an AL team and be a DH 100%. slash part-time catcher. Yeah,
1: Wilson Ramos is just too infuriating. Like, you just don't know when he could play and all that stuff. But
2: And also, I have no interest in Andrew Knapp. I don't want to watch Andrew Knapp never ever, ever again.
1: Never <laughs> in my life. Look, Randall's a nice player. I think Grandal will probably... Someone will pay him to be there every day, all the time, catcher. And I think if you're coming here... Look, I don't think they're going to just throw Alfaro Faro. No, they never out. would. Exactly. So... Um, I look, I really like it. And look, it might be one of those things where the market plays out that way and you can get him for a one-year deal or something. Sure. Mm,
2: I think he'll probably get 30. I'm
1: guessing. I'm just saying like that's the only way I see the Phillies being in on Yasmani Grandel. Yeah. it's Either way, it's going to be absolutely fascinating. Yeah. It's going to be great. And there's a lot of interesting names. You know, guys, Brian Dozier. I, I don't really want Brian Dozier, no. but those are the types of names. Like, there are guys out there who people know, but um, I'm with you. I'm Jed. Jed. High- AJ Pollock than you are Leonis Martin as a as an extra he a great outfielder, year. yeah. I look, I, you know, they're guys, they're guys, but I think the fifteen million AV under um, is it's hard to to focus on those to you know what happens with the over guys, the Bryce Harper's and whatnot, right? As uh, that's the real real heart of what we're trying to do here this offseason. Yes,
2: but however, I think Jed Lowry would be a very good addition.
1: I would too. At, look, he's a good player. He's played been a, been in the league forever. He plays multiple positions. I. I don't hate Jed Larry at all. I'm um, I'm fine with it. Um all right, everybody, please, please listen to Jack Fritz. <laughs> Six o'clock. Halloween.
2: You're not gonna have you're not gonna do trick or treat. Instead of playing Halloween music, play WIP. I love that.
1: Play Jack Fritz. He'll sing to you. We nope. just found out there's sure seven won't. solos. Yes, a lot of solos. Drops of Jupiter. I'll be home for
2: Christmas. All those solos. Drops Great of ones. Jupiter. Yeah. That's Could what would turn the, the chairs voice. around in the place.
1: Is <laughs> that Train? Is that Train? Yeah, it's train. Big Train guy? Mm, no.
2: Nah. Yeah. That it, song's fire, though. They're terrible. Well, they have they have like, three good songs.
1: Yeah. Hey, I don't know. Meet but- Virginia? <laughs> yeah, no. Come on, man. <laughs> no. It's a song of a whole I just want to hear you
2: sing Drops of Jupiter now. It's like I,
1: I I know, but it's all I want now. It, It's the only thing I want.
2: If we get to 100 reviews...
1: Oh! Oh, we're at, people! we Do we're at you ninth, hear this? We're
2: at 92... If we get to 100 reviews, I will sing the chorus of Drops of Jupiter. Oh, my
1: God. All right, so now we don't have a choice. Please rate and review the podcast. <laughs> if for no other reason than to hear this performance that would make CeeLo Green and whoever else is on The Voice turn their chair. Like, I don't be- even know if he's on The Voice anymore. I don't think but- he
2: is. I think that he was done in like season two.
1: Yeah, well, when I think of The Voice, I think of CeeLo Green. Okay. How about that? <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts for a team? Uh Socks and five
2: and... And again, Boston. It's just you. You love to see the city get yeah, another championship. You know, I just,
1: I just think about those, you know <laughs> those like fifteen-year-old kids or twenty-year-old kids who just who don't know any other life but titles, the worst titles kids. and titles. I hate those kids.
2: And I just hate Boston in general. Like Boston is what I want Philadelphia to be. Like they're smart, they're innovative, and it's just like,
1: oh come on, look, look at this what? Boston kneecap sucking. Oh, I love. God, they're a, bunch of, they're a bunch of stuck-up assholes They up are, because they've won so
2: much. That could be oh, us. We're going to yeah. be miserable all the time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Wanting to fire every coach. Rate and review the podcast so we can hear drops of <laughs> Jupiter. Uh. Screw Boston. I hope you they You can lose. screw
2: Boston all you want, but that's what you want in Philadelphia to be, sports-wise.
1: Sports-wise, yes. Otherwise, no. Well, well, I don't just care stuck about, up the, about the culture there. of Boston. Right. I care about their sports teams. Well, I can agree with that. I would love to have double-digit championships yes. over a decade. And four thinking cool. franchises. Uh, Alright. Rate right and review the podcast for Drops of Jupiter for Jack Fritz. Again, oh listen God. to Jack Fritz. Halloween. It's going to be awesome.